0: It's time to crank it up.
1: Start your engine!
0: For the next hour, the airwaves belong to you. Sit down, strap in, and let's head to WGR's Fast Track. All right, take a nice big deep breath, buddy. With your host. Let's go out there and have a good day. All right, bud. Dave Buchanan. Good morning, race fans, 11.02 here on WGR Sports Radio 550, and welcome to another edition of WGR's Fast Track. I'm Dave Buchanan. Thanks for listening, as always, our final edition of the program here in 2016 in a Another uh, No Bill Sunday edition of the show. Of course, we are on last Sunday with the Bills playing on Monday night. And this week is the bye week for the Bills. So we're back on here this morning to uh, talk to you for the next hour here about the world of motorsports. Feel free to join us this morning at 803-0551-888-550-2550. The uh, Bills will be back in action next Sunday, of course, and uh, we'll be uh, stepping aside until February after today's show. But a uh, great show lineup for you this morning coming up. Uh, later in this opening segment, we'll talk to a, a fellow Bills fan, but he also happens to cover NASCAR for Fox Sports. Alan Kavanaugh, uh will join us here in about 12 minutes on the program. And that's really about it for the guest lineup this morning. So uh, if you want to get a phone call in, this is a, a great uh, final show to do it because we've got wide open segments uh, after uh, after we talk to Alan at 11.15. It'll be wide open the rest of the way. So we'll have lots of time to talk to you at 803 551 888-552-550. You can also tweet us at FastTrack550. That's at FastTrack550. And also uh, Facebook.com slash WGR track. And as Mike said in the update, today is the race at Phoenix, the Can-Am 500. It is the next-to-last race of the 2016 season for the NASCAR Spring Cup Series. And that means, of course, we will know who will be racing for the championship at Homestead next week at the conclusion of today's race. We already know two of those drivers. We'll find out the other two uh, after uh, today's event at the Phoenix International Raceway. And, and what what a, just a, gr- this is probably outside of Homestead and the Daytona 500. This might be my third favorite event, or one of my favorite events on the NASCAR schedule, this final race uh uh before the championship, the the final elimination race before the we've paired the field down to four that'll race for the title. And a great track to do it at, like Phoenix. Um not some mile and a half track like we had last week at Texas, but a, a unique one mile oval that has a little bit of short track characteristic, but also some speedway characteristics as well too. Uh, It is so it's a great event. Uh, I think it's uh, the the drama meter gets peaked with this race. We've seen it the last two years now, as this is a year three of the elimination style format. And uh, it's it's definitely usually lives up to the hype, uh, which, again, like we talked about last week, there's not been a whole lot of drama in the chase. And we didn't get a lot of it last week at Texas either. I thought maybe something somebody go crazy, something would happen. But uh, outside of all the rain delay drama there again. Wasn't a whole lot uh, to be had outside of uh, Kevin Harvick and Austin Dillon's run in last week. Uh, there wasn't much more um, uh, drama between the chase drivers. Again, everybody continued to keep a, a cool head for the most part. And Carl Edwards, who uh, we talked about last week, needed it was was a in win in advance most advance mode last week at Texas, and he did it. The great late pick stop. Uh, Put them out in front, and uh, it timed out perfectly with the rain delay, and Carl Edwards won last week at Texas to lock himself in uh, to the Final Four, and he will have another chance to go for a first-career Sprint Cup Series championship. You remember Carl has been close in the past, including uh, back in 2011 when he tied Tony Stewart technically for the championship, although Stewart won it on the tiebreaker, of course, and uh, Cousin Carl will uh, get another shot. ...at a Spring Cup title next week in a homestead as he is locked in. And of course, along with Jimmy Johnson, who won at Martinsville a few weeks ago. And we will find out, as I said, the other two uh, chase finalists uh, at the end of today's race at Phoenix. Uh, lots of other stuff we're monitoring, monitoring here this morning. And if you want to talk about any of it, you can do so as well at 803-0551-888-552-550. Uh, right now, Formula One on the grid in Brazil. They're about to go green. Their next-to-last race of the season... Uh, for the folks in Formula One, a very rainy uh, day in Brazil at Interlagos, and uh, in fact, it's been a it's been an eventful morning for Formula One. Uh, Roman Grosjean, who of course drives for Haas F1, uh, he crashed on the uh, on the warm up lap already. He did heavy left front damage to his uh, Haas F1 race car, and uh, I don't even know if he's going to start the race because it was pretty significant suspension damage. Um, but they're uh, moments away, I think, from going green. Uh, in Brazil so we'll keep tabs on that also NHRA wrapping up their season today at Pomona California their final event of their uh, elimination style formats although two of their uh, major three major championships are locked up uh, last last night uh, the funny car title was decided the top field titles already been decided really the pro stock titles the only one uh, really up for grabs we'll talk more about that later on in this hour so lots of stuff we're monitoring here uh, this morning as the uh, major national and international racing series uh, conclude their racing seasons here over these next week or next couple of weeks uh, uh, throughout the the month of november so we're keeping tabs on all of it here this morning on fast track looking at the starting lineup for today's spring cup series race at phoenix and as uh, mike mentioned in the update alex bowman on the pole filling in once again for dale earnhardt jr has been doing pretty good uh, substituting for Dale uh, as, the, uh, as he and Jeff Gordon have been sharing the ride since Dale stepped aside with his concussion issues. And uh, obviously, you won't see Dale back in the car uh, again this year. He already obviously said that he was out for the season a while ago, which we've talked about. And uh, you won't see him again in a race car until uh, Daytona next February. But Alex Bowman, um, what a, uh, he's been doing a phenomenal job. And uh, he's been trying to to put on an audition to try and land himself a, a ride for next season. And we'll see um, if this performance here in, in these races, including today's uh, pole position, at Phoenix can land him a ride next year. There are, A new ride in the Cup Series for 2017 just opened up this week with uh, Brian Scott uh, announcing that he's going to be retiring from racing. Of course, Scott driving for Richard Petty Motorsports this year. And in a uh, strange coincidence, at the same time that Brian Scott announced he was retiring, uh, his major sponsor, Albertsons, a supermarket chain, uh, announced they were terminating their sponsorship contract, Richard Petty Motorsports, to make the coincidence even more interesting. Uh, Brian Scott's family owns the Albertsons supermarket chain, so you can connect the dots, uh, as it were, as uh, did Brian decide to retire or did the money run out for Brian's racing career? Because uh, a lot of his racing rides in, in major NASCAR series have been funded uh, by his family's businesses so like uh, as i always like to say money can buy rides but it can't buy talent um and uh so brian scott is going to be trying so that opens up a ride at richard petty motorsports could that be where alex bowman lands next year we will uh, have to wait and see but he will start on the pole for today's race kyle larson will join him on the front row and then it'll be in row two it'll be chase elliott and joey logano the first of your uh eight drivers in chase contention he will roll off fourth today i thought it would Last week at Texas, you know, I said Joey was going to win, and it looked like he was going to win for about the first half or first two-thirds of the race. And then the pit strategy just kind of messed him up, and, and Carl got out there in front, and then the rain obviously washed out any chances of getting that race finish. So Logano will uh, hes in on points as we go into today, um, but he will need to really uh be careful today because it is very close uh for those chase drivers on points. He will roll off fourth. Behind him two other chase drivers. Denny Hamlin starts fifth. Denny is the uh is the is on the outside looking in by two points uh coming into today. So Denny will need to uh point his way in or win his way in. And alongside a man that's getting a, a lot of attention this week. That's Kevin Harvick. He rolls off six today. Kevin has owned Phoenix International Raceway. Uh, for for most of his career in the spring Cup series he has a phenomenal record at Phoenix and he is if he is going to have a shot at running for a second career title he will need to win because uh, he is a good eighteen points uh, outside of uh, a chase contention so he'll need a win and if anybody can do it it's Kevin harvick he's been in this situation before he's had to win in advance at Phoenix in 2014 when he won his title he won at Phoenix to move on uh, to the to homestead. And uh, his record at Phoenix is phenomenal. It goes back to 2006 when he swept both races that year. And then you look at going back to to 2012, uh, the last four years at Phoenix. Here are Kevin's finishes at Phoenix since 2012. Second, first, 13th, win, 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 second, and win. So he has won five of the last six races at Phoenix International Raceway, including the one this year back uh, in February uh, he, uh the fourth race of the season he won that and he hasn't finished outside of the top 20 in Phoenix since 2009 and in his last six starts there he has finished first or second so obviously the uh, odds on favorite to win today is the one the one the man they call happy the man they call the closer Kevin Harvick who will roll off 6 today and again he will need to likely win in advance unless a couple of guys uh have some problems that are ahead of him in the standings uh, he'll likely have to win to move on to Homestead. Uh, Young Guns, Austin Dillon and Ryan Blaney will roll off from row four today. Jimmy Murray, ninth. Matt Kenseth, another chase driver in tenth. Carl Edwards and Kurt Busch, two other chase drivers. But, of course, Carl already locked into the final four. Uh, he will start eleventh today. Kurt Busch, twelfth. Row seven, you got Casey Kane, Brad Keselowski. Uh Jimmy Johnson starts seventeenth. Not much he needs to do today, though. He's already set. And then Kyle Busch is actually the lowest of the chase drivers today. He will start 19th. Uh, Middle of the pack for the number 18 Toyota and your defending Sprint Cup Series champion. He also is tied with Joey Logano for the final point positions in the chase. But it is very close. Again, Johnson and Edwards locked in. You've got Logano and Kyle Bush tied with 4,074 points. Matt Kenseth is one back with 40,73. Hamlin, two back with 40,72. And then Harvick is 18 back. And Kurt Busch is in pure win in advanced mode. He is 34 back with uh, 4,040 points. So Kurt Bush cannot point his way in likely. But Still has a shot today uh, for Sewer Haas Racing. So the big question is, who will fill those final two spots? We'd love to get your thoughts on it. 803-0551, 888-2550. Uh, will it be two Gibbs drivers? Will it be one Gibbs driver? Could it be no Gibbs drivers? Wouldn't that be something if that only Carl Edwards is the only Joe Gibbs driver to go to the Final Ford Homestead for the year that that uh, organization has had to go to Homestead when there was a possibility of of three out of the four uh driver uh, joe, uh three out of the four joe gibbs drivers racing for a championship that was a possibility before last week's race of texas um or uh or, or going into the, this uh, final round it, after martinsville that is um you know that that potentially they could only send edwards and Kenseth, hamlin and kyle bush all could lose out and that'll be uh, obviously huge if uh, all three of those drivers get knocked out and um, it'll be interesting because we've talked about it last week, those three guys, how uh, emotional Kenseth, Hamlin, and Kyle Busch can get behind the wheel and things that they have done on the racetrack, whether out of anger or whether in, in need to win, an, win a race, uh, they take chances. And, of course, the big talk with Joe Gibbs, racing has been the, the, the team orders, whether it's hanging in the back of Talladega or running together at Martinsville, um it seems like that the, the we'll see how well how strong these team bonds are if uh, two of these guys are racing each other for that final chase position in these closing laps today at Phoenix and what they might do to each other if they need to uh, advance onto Homestead. We'll have to keep an eye on that. And uh, coincidentally, with all the talk of. The, the Gibbs organization and th- those four drivers getting along while trying to advance the chase. Denny Hamlin tweeted out a very interesting picture this week. Uh, all four Gibbs drivers, uh, they climbed up a, a mountain uh, somewhere in the Phoenix area this week, and Denny had a tweet, of, a picture of it, but it was uh, Denny, uh, Kenseth, Kyle Busch, and um, Carl Edwards. So uh, some team unity this week, at least so far in Phoenix. We'll see if that team unity uh, plays out in today's race. With that, we're going to go to the AT&T hotline, and since the Bills aren't playing today, we still needed to bring a, a Bills presence on the show, so we brought in uh, one of the many Bills fans down in NASCAR Nation, and that is Alan Cavana of Fox Sports 1. Alan, it's Dave Buchanan here at Buffalo. Good morning.
1: Uh, Dave, it's so great to be on. Yeah, it's a Bills week, so we know, you know we, there's been enough going on this week to worry about, you know, depending on what you feel. We don't have to worry about a Bills loss. No stress there. I'm glad it's a bye week.
0: <laughs> yeah, last year I think the bye week fell on Homestead. So in uh, this year having a fall on Phoenix, we can fully divert our attention to today's race at Phoenix, Alan. And uh, this is, this in the, in the years of this elimination style format, Alan, I was saying before we had you on, this has become one of the, the best events of the season because there is just so much on the line today, right?
1: Absolutely. You know, it's a short race. This year, you know, we have uh, such a close points race that it's going to just intensify what is already an intense race. And you have one of those situations where, uh, you know, the, the first two winners in this round have been chasers. That hasn't happened the last two years. So mm-hmm. there's already two spots that are, that, are, that are taken. So only two are left for grabs, and that, that's different than we've seen in past years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we may be seeing a situation where you have to see a, a first and second finish. Those may be the two drivers that advance.
0: Alan, Kevin Harvick, of course, his record at Phoenix is phenomenal. uh, Wins in five out of the last six races there. A lot of people saying, you know, mark it down. Chalk, he's going to win today at Phoenix. What do you think about the four car today?
1: Uh, It'd be stupid to bet against them, right? Yep. But when there's an overwhelming favorite, you never know what can happen, though. But certainly... I mean, he has that, that record for a reason. He has that reputation for a reason. Remember the streak you talk about of wind there? That, that's not only with the four-car and Stuart Hoff. That extends back to when he was on a completely different team than mm-hmm. Richard Childress Racing. So it's not, it's not just the car, the crew chief, if you will. I mean, Kevin Harvick knows how to get it done there, and there's a reason why he should be the overwhelming favorite. He hasn't, you know, hasn't shown the speed, the domination on, on the speed charts. It's not like he went out there and led every practice, and he's on the pole. He'll start sixth. He had good speed across a long runs, and they know what to do there. And they have the psychological aspect of it as well. Is that everybody is gunning for Kevin Harvick? Everybody's worrying about what he's going to do in the pits, where he's running on the track. Mm-hmm. It's a big advantage in a situation, an important day like this, because the only result that matters for him is first place. Second place will not advance him today.
0: Do you buy into the uh, the stereotype of Kevin Harvick as the closer? Do you think he is a, a driver that really can perform in the clutch, like like the uh, the nickname says?
1: Absolutely, and I and the only reason I say that is because you have to point to to the results. He's never been eliminated in this format. Mm-hmm. Every single round in the last two three years now, he's been able to whether his back was up against the wall or whether through sheer domination of winning races he's always made it this format has catered to him. Remember the initial chase format? Jimmy Johnson won five championships in a row. He tacked on at six. You know, it was almost like, what do we do to make this Jimmy-proof? Well, this new format has been the Kevin Harvick show. No, yeah. we didn't get it done last year at Homestead. But you know, advancing to the final game or the final round or the championship game, if you want to compare it to another sport, Kevin Harvick has done that every year of this format. And so he's earned that reputation as a closer.
0: Alan Kavana joining us from Fox Sports 1. So we'll mark it down. We'll say Harvick wins today. So we've got one chase spot left. Who is your favorite to get that fourth and final position at Homestead?
1: You know, it's so tough. I mean, it's hard to pick against a Gibbs car. Full mm. disclosure, I picked Denny Hamlin to win the championship before the season started. Mm-hmm. So if I want to look like a smart guy, I want to say it's Denny Hamlin that's going to do it. But uh, it's hard to pick against Kyle Busch. If you're looking at Gibbs, I mean, Kyle Busch has been the most consistent the fastest, the defending champion. He's been good this weekend. It'd be hard to pick against him in a race like this. Then you have that outlier out there in Joey Logano and Team Penske. Uh, I mean, Ford wants representation in Homestead. Mm -hmm. Penske is one of the best teams out there. You know they're going to put every single resource above and beyond if if they weren't already doing that, and he's won there before. So you can't count Joey Logano out now. Think of it this way. If Kevin Harvick wins and Joey Logano finishes second, that means one Gibbs car goes to the Final Four in Homestead, yep. which is significant compared to what they did in the regular season.
0: With uh, with Logano, uh, t- his result today could almost, maybe at least at this stage of his career, this could be a career-defining day for Logano. I mean, if he gets in, then he's he's got a shot at a title. But if he misses out, that's two years in a row now where he is going to be missing out on a, a, the championship foursome when it looked like he had a shot at the title. Last year he did until him and Kenseth got together at Martinsville and then their, their problems at Texas. But, I mean, re- really, this could define Joey's career depending on how today plays out.
1: Absolutely. Well, fortunately for him, you know, he's still, he's still young. People forget that. I mean, he's yeah. younger than Austin Dillon. Compare those two driver resumes. When you look at Austin Dillon and say, oh, he's a young up-and-comer, you know, he's going to be big in the future, he might win soon. And then you look at everything Joey Logano has already done in his career, and he's younger than Austin Dillon. You can't forget that. But I understand what you're saying. We are still in the infancy of this new chase elimination format where only, you know, four drivers go to the end and one has a shot at the championship. You know, people are still. You know, we, we we don't really have a baseline yet. I mean, think of guys like Brad Kozlowski, never been to the final round. Joey Logano was there once um, in, in the in the first in the first year, it happened, missed out last year with the Kansas incident. I mean, it, when it all comes down to that one that one race, I mean, it, it's it's almost heartbreaking sometimes if you're a fan of these drivers because a year's worth of work, good work can be erased in one blown engine in yeah. one, you know bad tire but that's the new format and that's the, the world they live in now
0: speaking of blown engines eliminating drivers in the chase of course alan this was the first year for the uh xfinity and camper world truck series to have chase formats and we've already seen that decided this weekend their final fours have been set for homestead and uh in the truck series william byron who had a, a dominant year in the series a blown engine has taken him out of contention and who we thought might be a shoe in to win the truck title is now going to be on the sidelines at least from the championship standpoint at homestead he won't race for a title and you've got your final four in the Xfinity series as well what did you think about how the chases played out in those two series this year
1: Well, having the chase format has made both those series infinitely more interesting toward the end of the year. Again, if this was an old format where it's a season-long, points-based format, William Byron probably would have been champion a long time ago. I didn't do the math, but look, he had five wins. He dominated everything. And for your listeners who may not know, William Byron is like a number one draft pick. This is a guy you're going to be hearing about, a young kid in college still. You'll be hearing about him for years, maybe even decades, in the sport of NASCAR. He's heading... You know, right on the Team Hendrick path. And he, he, he almost, you know, he's been drafted by the Yankees, if you can put it like that. So he, this is a guy we'll be hearing from in a long time, for, almost forever. So imagine a kid who's about to win a championship and something crazy takes them out and he doesn't have that shot at it anymore. That's what happened to William Byron the other night in the truck series. But uh, like I said, I think it makes both series more interesting in terms of the attention that they gain. Next week in Homestead, we're going to have three races, three winner-takes-all for the championships Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I think that's going to be very interesting.
0: The uh, Xfinity Final Eight, it was uh, an interesting comparison. You look at the eight drivers. You have the four drivers uh, in Sadler, Suarez, Jones, and Allgaier, all with ties to big cup teams and and very talented drivers. Then you had Blake Cook in a a smaller team, you had uh, Ryan Reed and and Darrell Walls who Drive for drive for Roush Fenway, but obviously Roush has not been good as the Gibbs or uh, Hendrick or, or teams as of late. And then you had Brendan gone, uh, a, a, a veteran uh, trying to win his first championship. Still drives for RCR, but again, not the the big Gibbs Hendrick cars. But you have that unique. Uh, two groups of drivers in the final eight. And fortunately or unfortunately, the guys with the big ties to the the uh, Hendrick and Gibbs teams, they all advance to the final four. But uh, it'll be quite a battle next week at Homestead with, between Sadler, Suarez, and Al Geyer and Eric Jones for that series championship.
1: Absolutely. I mean, and that's the world we live in, whether it's real world or, or racing. I mean, look like at the, the JR Motorsports and Joe Gibbs Racing. They have they have the, the finances. They have the equipment. They have the people, the technology, but they also have some damn good drivers as well. That's how you attract the drivers by having all that stuff. So, I love the I love the mix of the Final Four in the Xfinity series. You've got Elliot Sadler, Justin Allgaier, both uh, veterans. You know, Justin's still a young guy, but Elliott, mm-hmm. Justin Allgaier, veteran, and then you have two young guns. Another guy, another group of. People you'll be hearing about for a while. Yeah. Eric Jones already committed to the Cup Series next year, and Daniel Suarez, who uh, I think can go out there and win the championship. He's an aggressive driver, and this, this format rewards aggressive driving. Uh, I, I think. I mean, we'll, we'll see who the final four is in Cup, but Xfinity may be the best race in terms of equal. Uh, everybody being, you know, on an equal playing field, that may be the best race of the weekend.
0: Well, I'm sure we'll hear more about it on Race Hub this week. Alan, tell the folks real quick uh, when what times we can catch you on Race Hub this week on Fox Sports 1.
1: Oh, yeah, big week. we got race day first from uh, Phoenix coming up. That starts at about 1230 today on FS1. That'll start your day. If you plan on watching the Phoenix race, we've got you covered there. And then Race Hub every night this week, 6 p.m., FS1, 6 p.m. Eastern. We've got you Monday through Thursday. And Thursday will be the chase kickoff day, and you'll hear from the four chase drivers. We'll have them all on. And we'll have some good stuff for you tomorrow. I'll be on there uh, on, on Monday. It'll be great.
0: Very good. Alan Cavana, Fox Sports 1. Alan, as always, appreciate the time, my friend. Uh, enjoy today's race at Phoenix and everything leading up to Homestead. And uh, then we can just settle in and, and commiserate with the Bills through uh, after we get out of Homestead. Oh,
1: man. Can't wait, man. Go Bills. Always, Ta- even though they break my heart all the
0: time. <laughs> Take care. All right, Alan Cavana. You also follow him uh, on Twitter at Copa Cavana. That's C O P A C A V A N N A. You can follow Alan on Twitter. Alan is a a huge Bills fan. Went to Syracuse uh, and uh, actually uh, good friends with um, uh, Mark Grimaldi, who uh, used uh, works used to work with us over KB fifteen twenty. And uh, that's a little bit how he got to be a Bills fan and uh, does a great job uh, working with uh, Fox Sports One. A lot of talk there about the Xfinity and the Truck series and some interesting rules uh, pertaining to next year and Cup driver eligibility with those series. We'll talk more about that when we come back. Uh, update on a, a local racing facility that's in the news. Uh, we'll also uh, over in Canada. We'll talk about that as well. And more importantly, we want to hear from you. 803-0551-888-552-552. eight 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 five fifty two five fifty. We got two wide open segments here to close out the season your uh, championship four picks, your your championship picks, whatever you want to bring, uh, now is a great time to do it. So we hope to talk to you when we get back here on Fast Track on WGR. 11.34 here on WGR, Sports Radio 550, Dave Buchanan, and WGR's Fast Track on this Bills bye week Sunday. Bills be back in action next Sunday at Cincinnati. Our final show of the year and uh, next last race of the year for the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series. Speaking of uh, NASCAR, we talked about this going into the break, the uh, Camping World Truck Series and the Xfinity Series. Um, always uh, a lot of talk when Cup drivers go into those series and race and win and uh, you know, steel wins from the series regulars. We saw it last night in the Xfinity series. Kyle Bush led I think it was one hundred and ninety out of two hundred laps to uh win that series, even though it was their next you know their their final race before the championship. And uh of course he won't be able to do it next week, though. Uh, uh cup drivers are uh barred from uh driving in the uh in the finale at Homestead next week, so you wanna you won't worry about Kyle Bush spoiling the championship next week. But uh that was a rule for this year and, and NASCAR now for next season has even tweaked those rules even more uh for drivers uh cup drivers in the Xfinity and truck series for twenty seventeen. The new rules state that uh cup drivers with at least five years of experience will be limited to no more than ten Xfinity races and seven truck races. Now again, that's drivers with five years of experience or more. So those younger drivers, uh your your Chase Elliott's, your Ryan Blaney's, um, Austin Dillon? I, I don't think it's been five years for him. Uh, those guys, they can run as many as they want, but your Kyle Bushes, your Kevin Harvicks, uh, your your Denny Hamlins, your Joey Logano, your Brad Keselowskis, they will be limited to 10 Xfinity and 7 truck races in 2017. Also, drivers uh, will with at least five years of experience uh, in the Cup Series will not be allowed to run in any of the Xfinity or truck chase races or the Xfinity Dash for Cash races, which are four races on the schedule, where uh, the highest finishing driver out of a select group can—I think it's like a hundred thousand dollars. So really, the the Cup drivers are going to be uh, the more experienced Cup drivers added will be uh, limited in their participation next year in those two series. And once again, next year, of course, uh, all all uh, Cup drivers that earn c- uh, points in the Cup series won't be allowed to run in the championship race uh, at Homestead, but. It's ob- obviously the NASCAR continues to hear from the fans that they don't like seeing Kyle Busch and Brad Kozlowski and win all the Xfinity races or uh, you know guys like that that go into the Truck Series. So um, if as they maybe try and turn these to, to, especially the Xfinity series as more of a development series versus just a second tier series, uh, they will continue to, to limit the participation of Cup drivers starting next year, and uh, and you can see teams start to. Um, have uh, changed their business models because of this, because a lot of the teams in the Xfinity and Cup Series, uh, or excuse me, Xfinity and Truck Series, uh, a lot of their sponsors, especially the Xfinity Series, their sponsorship packages, they sign a lot of sponsors because they get these Cup drivers to come down to the lower series and uh, run a handful of races uh, whether it's almost the whole season or 10 races, they build sponsorship packages around that, especially uh, a team like JR Motorsports. They they talk about all the time how even though Dale Jr. doesn't run their car full-time in the Xfinity Series, a lot of their JR Motorsports partners uh are packaged because they can still attach Dale Jr.'s name to that business because he owns JR Motorsports, and maybe he runs one or two races with that company's logo on the hood. So a lot of the business model, especially in the Xfinity Series, uh, is because of uh, being able to to bring these cup drivers in, so it forces teams to uh, you know work harder because they they have fewer dates now to promise these sponsors to say you know you can attach your name to Dale Jr. or Kevin Harvick or Casey Kane or Brad Keselowski. Uh, for for a, maybe three, four Xfinity races now. Maybe it's only one or two. Maybe it's none, and you've got to try and sell instead. Instead of selling Dale Junior or Brad Kozlowski to a sponsor, you've got to sell a uh, Justin Allgaier. You got a uh, or Blake Cook, uh, uh, uh Daniel Suarez, a uh, Daryl Walls. You got to sell one of those drivers to sponsors instead of a household name like a Cup driver, and it makes it very interesting. And uh, what JR, you know, JR Motorsports they uh they have been relying now on a lot of drivers bringing in sponsorships. They had Justin Allgaier this year, he brought the brand sponsorship. Elliot Sadler brought that one one main financial sponsorship in. And actually Elliot was in danger of losing that ride because at one point this year uh one main one main why can't I say one main financial? Uh <laughs> they weren't going to come back at all next year, and it really put that ride in jeopardy for Elliott Sadler. And then all of a sudden they came back and said, you know what, we're we're going to come back. We're not going to do the full season with Elliott, but we're going to come back and still sponsor some races. And that probably saved Elliott Sadler from losing that ride at JR Motorsports just because he can bring those sponsorship dollars in. And JR Motorsports is doing that again next year in 2017 because Mike Lynette, who's been running the Cup Series uh this year um he of course is backed by his family's business those uh pilot truck centers uh that sponsor him that's his his parents own that business so he has that sponsorship money so he lo- he's taken that that money to get a ride at JR Motorsports and uh, that's f- because of that JR Motorsports is going to have four full-time cars in the Xfinity series next year and then they're going to have a fifth car which will be the All-Star car where they put those cup co- cup drivers in for select races and they can bring in those extra sponsors and it'll be you know it'll be Dale Jr it'll be Harvick it'll be Casey Kane you know depending on the week and everything but that's just the the business model of how the sport has become but uh it's it's good to see that uh we'll we'll see more of the uh regular Xfinity drivers and truck series drivers uh continue to get more of the spotlight in 2017 Again, 803-0551, 888-552-550. Real quick, on NHRA, they're wrapping up their season today at Pomona. Uh, JR, uh, Antron Brown has already uh, locked up the top fuel title. Last night, Ron Caps clinched the funny car title, the first ever funny car title for Ron caps And that's pretty amazing because Ron Caps has been competing for 20 years. And uh, it. Ron Caps winning the, the funny car title, I guess, would be if Mark Martin had won a cup title in his career, because their career paths are quite similar. Longtime veterans in the sport, numerous runner-up finishes in the championship. You know, Mark finished second to Dale Earnhardt a lot of times in his career. Ron Caps has four runner-up finishes in the funny car points in his career. But yesterday, he finally did it and broke through a well-deserved championship uh, for Ron Caps in the Nitro funny car ranks. So uh, great to see that for him as uh, he, again, uh, locks up the title. The only uh major uh national division that's still up for grabs is the uh, the Pro Stock chase um and it it is it is uh, still close and I had it here and I got to sorry I just got to scramble here to bring it back up here quickly but uh, it is uh, Jason Line and his teammate Greg Anderson they're separated by about 19 points going into eliminations today they'll be fighting for the Pro Stock title while uh, Antron Brown and Ron Caps have locked up their uh spon- uh championships for their respective divisions. Also, one thing, other thing to watch, Dan Fletcher from uh, Churchville, New York, who is sitting on 98 career wins in NHRA national events. He is in contention to maybe finish this season with win number 99. He's on to the uh, semifinals in uh, Superstock at Pomona, so we'll see if Dan Fletcher can end his year with 99 career wins and become just uh, the second ever sportsman driver to win 100 national events, and he'll join a very elite class of drivers. That includes Uh, John Force and and Frank Manzo and others as 100-time national event winners. And uh, we wish him the best of luck. Had Dan on the show a couple of weeks ago. All right. Uh, What we hope to have talked a little bit more today, but unfortunately... Uh, it didn't work out, but some interesting news out of Canada in the last couple of weeks concerning a racetrack that, uh, if you've been if you've been a short track fan for uh, going back to the, the 70s, 80s, and 90s, then you are very familiar with the Cayuga Motor Speedway in Nell's Corners, Ontario, which is near Hamilton, just south of Hamilton. Uh, if you take uh, Highway 3 from Fort Erie, go past Humberstone Speedway and keep driving to Nell's Corners, that's where you'll find the Cayuga Motor Speedway. It has been shuttered for uh, several years um, due to uh, to lack of ownership and lack of money with people running that place. That used to be one of the premier short tracks in our region. Back in the day when the Slack family ran the Cougar Motor Speedway, they were huge. Uh, late model races, modified races, super modifieds, ASA. In the 80s, they had they had these great ASA races. You can find some of them on YouTube. But they would have Daryl Waltrip and Bobby Ellison, and, of course, Mark Martin and Alan Kawicki were running ASA at that time. Rusty Wallace, they had Dale Earnhardt up there racing ASA late model races at Hugo Motor Speedway. That was one of the biggest tracks in our region uh, during that time, and unfortunately, they fell on some hard times, and the track's been closed for a couple of seasons. Well, good news: uh, it's going to be opening back up next year, and it's going to be under a new name. Um, the Jacusa Motor Speedway is going to be the uh, the official title. A uh, Jacusa, excuse me, Jucasa Motor Speedway is going to be the uh, official title. Uh, of the speedway there, what used to be Cayuga Speedway in Nell's Corners, Ontario. And work is already underway to prepare them for the 2017 season. They have been repaving the track. Uh, They've been adding, they added about three degrees of banking in the turns. They're widening the track. They've added an apron. And uh, uh, they're going full steam ahead uh, to prepare for the 2017 season. Two businessmen. Uh, I believe out of the Six Nations area. They are uh, natives up there in the Six Nations. Two successful businessmen, though, have purchased the facility, and they are the ones kind of uh, in bankrolling this and uh, putting the money in for all these improvements to get the track reopened. And they've hired a general manager, a gentleman by the name of Alex Nagy. Uh, if you follow Canadian racing, uh, he is a former racer, used to run in the, uh, what used to be the Canadian Tire Series, the Cascar Series. It's now called the Pinty Series up in Canada, the NASCAR Series for them uh he has been hired to run the racetrack as a gener- as a general manager we were all set to have alex on this morning but unfortunately alex is feeling a little bit under the weather uh i i think i had the same pretty much the same cold he did about 3 weeks ago where uh, i almost lost my voice um he's kind of going dealing with that right now so unfortunately alex couldn't be with us this morning but he we were all set to to bring him on to talk about the track but i he did relay some information to me And Jucasa Motor Speedway is going to be opening in 2017. However, they're not slated to open until about late July is what they're shooting for. Um, They're doing a lot of repaving right now, doing some electrical work there at the facility. And obviously, once it snows and the ground freezes, they'll have to stop. And they'll probably resume in the spring. So they're shooting right now for a late July opening for next year. Uh, no set schedule, no book dates with anybody, but according to Alex, their general manager, he says they're hoping to have a couple of special events, uh, no weekly racing for next season as of yet, but uh, they're open to anything, uh, late models, modified, super stock, uh, or Thunder cars, they call them in Ontario, uh, anything else that makes sense. Basically, Alex told me uh, that they will uh, host race, racing events at uh, Jukasa Motor Speedway in 2017, and uh, also they'll be doing... Um, some con- They'll be booking some concerts at the facility as well, too, to try and uh, generate some extra income as well for the facility. So that is exciting to see. Hopefully uh, they stay on their timeline and get open for next year. It is- I've never been there, but uh, just from from what i've heard from heard from others and seen, you can you know look up Kyuga motor speedway on youtube find some great races uh, it looks it looks like a phenomenal facility and it sounds like luckily there's some people with some bankroll behind them that are going to be leading this charge which really helps of course they uh, hopefully will do it right and hopefully get that track up and running in 2017 i think it'd be great uh you know to take uh like a Race of Champions Modified Series or the NASCAR Modifieds or, of course, ISMA Super Modifieds. They ran uh, they ran back there when uh, the track was last open, run some dates up there. I remember, I think it was the SST Modifieds ran a date back there maybe 10 years or so ago when it was still open. Um, but I'm sure a lot of Western New York racers, uh, asphalt racers, are going to be keeping an eye on this story, especially if they do have some uh, modified or late model dates uh, in the future. Uh, we wish them the best of luck. You can follow them, by the way, on Twitter. Um, they have a Twitter handle set up for the for the new facility. It is at Jukasa Motor, J-U-K-A-S-A Motor. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter. Stay up to date on all the latest developments on what's going on at that facility. Again, in Nell's Corners, Ontario, not a very uh, long ride uh, once you get past the border, of course, from uh, us here in Buffalo. Uh, in fact, I drove all the way out there by mistake when I was trying to go to Wash And a couple of years ago. I made a wrong turn, and next thing I knew it was in Nell's Corners. Um, so it's not a far ride, just straight down Highway 3. It's a pretty straight shot uh, from Fort Erie, so uh, wish them the best of luck, and hopefully we'll get Alex on next season to talk more about the track again. He apologized he couldn't be with us this morning, but just feeling a bit under the weather. We come back. One final segment. One last chance for you to uh, share your picks. Who you think's going to win the championship this year in the Spring Cup Series, or anything else in the world of motorsports that's on your mind. You can bring it here in our final segment as we wrap up this season of Fast Track on WGR. 11.53, final segment of the year for WGR's Fast Track. It is a wet mess in Brazil with the F1 race. They've uh, red-flagged the race on lap 21 of 71 after Kimi Raikkonen has uh, just crashed out with his Ferrari. Of course, they do run on rain tires, but it is so wet that uh, all the drivers, all the cars in the track just kick up these huge... Uh, rooster tails off the tires and you can't see where you're going out there so it's been a wet one in brazil and of course slash from guns and roses is there so the november rain jokes are flying quickly on twitter and social media today with uh the f1 race but it's their next last race of the year uh the mercedes cars of course dominated this season uh battling for the championship nico rosberg leads lewis hamilton by 19 points with uh, two races to go hamilton though needs to uh, hope His teammate has some misfortune here these next few races for him to have a shot. Um, Next year, the uh, driver lineups for Formula One, a little bit of change uh, for uh, Haas F1. The American team, Roman Grosjean, who's had a decent year, had a really good start, kind of cooled off a bit, already crashed out of today's race uh, on the uh, warm-up lap this morning. But uh, he will have a new teammate, Kevin Magnussen, will be uh, his teammate next year. Um, at at a Haas F1 as uh, Esteban Gutierrez is uh, out of the second Haas car, and Magnussen, who's been driving for Renault this year, uh, is currently 16th in the standings, Uh, he will be the new uh, second driver at Haas F1 next year. And then there's the story of young 18-year-old Lance Stroll out of Canada, out of Montreal. He'll become the first Canadian in 20 years since Jacques Villeneuve to run an F1 next year with the Williams team and uh it's well we we talked about it with you know Michael Annette Brian Scott well it's kind of the same story daddy's paying a lot of money for the ride apparently as the uh story apparently goes although he's uh, you know moved up through the ranks of go-karting and uh, other series in Europe and such uh apparently his dad who's a very rich man named Lawrence Stroll is apparently ponying up ponying up as much as 80 million dollars reportedly for uh, for his son Lance to drive next year in F1 for Williams at the ripe old age of 18, so uh, that was uh, an interesting bit of driver news for F1 in 2017. Uh, again, money can buy rides, but it can't buy talent, as I like to say. Uh, so, uh, but interesting that uh, that that's what it took to get a Canadian uh, back in F1. So they're under the red flag. Uh, it is on NBCSN. If you're interested. Before we go, I'll I'll call my shot here. I well I tried to call my shot last week. I said Logano, Texas, Harvick, Phoenix. Well, I was close last week at Texas, but you know close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. So I missed out on the Logano pick, although he dominated early. Uh, Edwards got the win, so I'm still gonna say Harvick today at Phoenix. I'm gonna go with the numbers. Still gonna say Harvick. So it'll be Johnson, Edwards, Harvick, and I think Logano is gonna get that fourth and final spot. I I I just. I think uh he he had a I think he's gonna get some redemption and he's gonna bump all those Gibbs drivers out of the way. Although it it could get ugly late in the race, like I said, if if Hamlin or Bush needs to do something to to get a spot, uh, it, it could be fun these final laps today at Phoenix. But I'm gonna say Logano gets the fourth and final spot, and even though Logano was my pick to win the championship this year, uh I'm gonna revise that here with two weeks to go and I'm gonna say Jimmy Johnson uh gets career title seven next weekend in Homestead. I think uh They're just too good, and they've just been sitting in the weeds all year waiting to strike. And I think Chad and Jimmy took these two years of this elimination format to figure out a strategy, and uh, they have been instituting it to a T. And uh, I think they're going to go all out next week on homestead, and I think Jimmy is going to get a seventh championship. So we'll see what happens. We'll uh, hopefully talk to you in February. But if not, again, you can always follow us on social media, uh, at FastTrack550 on Twitter, Facebook.com slash uh, bandit season is coming thank goodness and uh so that's when we'll talk to you next and hopefully we'll talk to you in February as well Thank you for listening to this to this season of fast track on wGr have a happy off season a happy holiday season we'll talk to you next year